Esme. She's a queen. This is dedicated to all my beautiful queens, all my beautiful ladies out there. She's a queen. Go queen. you guys for joining another episode of the key chat podcast and i have miss iman akila and iman lives in atlanta and she's a designer so i want to go ahead and immediately give her the floor so tell us all about your business and how you got started yeah so i've been sewing since as far back as i can remember um i took sewing classes in middle school i made all my prom dresses growing up going to high school um and then and I went to fashion design school, went to Academy of Art in San Francisco and SCAD, um, Savannah College of Art and Design in Savannah and, in the, and at the Atlanta campus. Um, and this month we celebrate six years of, um, of sewing and working and pushing content and, you know, collections. And I'm pretty excited about that. And what's the name of your company? Yeah, so it's called By Iman Aquila, um, and it is... Um, is women's wear designed to redefine the way women wear their curves. So I know that you said that you have been sewing since you were a child, like since about the age 12. Like what sparked that interest? Did you have anyone in your family that had that niche and taught you? Are you self-taught? Like how did you get into sewing? Yeah, so my grandmother sews um, and my aunt sews. So so, um, I always kind of wanted to mimic and be like my grandmother. Um, I'm at her house right now, actually. Um, and, um, and yeah, I went to Hancock Fabrics, which is no longer in existence. Um, they closed down some time ago, but I went there and I started taking sewing classes. And the first thing I made was a, um, a phone case. And then I started making pajamas and then I started making prom dresses. I made a couple of my friends prom dresses in school and we've been rocking ever since. Were you selling the clothes when you were younger or was that something yeah. you thought? Yeah, <laughs> um, so I was selling the prom dresses for sure, for sure. So from, from high school, I knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur and I was like, okay, well, I'm going to make these clothes and I'm going to sell these clothes. Um, and I started doing it and I didn't even know how to price things then. I was pricing those dresses like $200, um, which is uh-huh. nothing, right? Whereas now I'm like, damn, I should have been charging them like 900 <laughs> um, because it took a lot of time. It was a lot of details, very intricate process. Um, and yeah, so I released, um, I've released so far um, right out of school. I went to work and start working at HR and I worked there for a few years. Um, I had my son and then I was like, okay, I really want to get into like design. I want to go back to like what I really want to do. Um, I started suffering from these migraines and I was my neurologist um, at the time told me I needed to, they were stress migraines. There was a stressor for me and I needed to identify what my stressor was. Um, and that stressor was my job. Um, so I wow. quit that job January, 2015. And here we are 2021. Um, and We've been rocking. 
Well, hats off to you, number one, for leaving that job. Um, I tell tell people all the time I went through the same thing. Like I was in the industry. I was super unhappy. Mm -hmm. I was physically sick for months. I was going back and forth to the doctor. Like I thought something was wrong with me. And I left that job, started another job in the same industry and was still equally miserable and left it after like Mm -hmm. um, maybe two, three months and left that industry and was like, okay, I need to do my own thing because I'm literally killing myself. (laughs) So that's all to that. So I think a lot of people don't realize and I say it a lot, like if you're unhappy at a job, it's physical stress. It could yep. bring on a heart attack or a stroke, and it's just not worth it. So I love it's that. It's not worth I love, it at all. No. So I commend you for, you know, stepping out because a lot of people, they don't, you know, and they have bad stories because they stay. It is not worth it. Yeah, and they, and they also allow um, the fear to kind of prevent them from, you know, moving forward, which is not good at all. I always tell people to um, to find the joy in your journey and try to figure out like the good and don't be afraid to take the leap of faith. Like right. fear over faith. I mean, faith over fear. <laughs> yes, exactly. You can't have fear at all. So I know just reading up on you and as you mentioned, you said you always wanted to design clothes for women who look just like you. Correct. So with your clothing line, just tell me like, how do you think of the idea initially? Who's your target? Because, you know, I think African-American women, sometimes we have troubles finding things that fit us. You know, a lot right, of us right, are right. delicious. You know, <laughs> I used to always have issues when I was younger finding jeans because, mm-hmm. you know, I got a good little backside and I would find jeans where the waist were huge because I had to get jeans with a huge waist in order to get it over my backside. And they just, yep, yep. it was ridiculous. So I, I well, you are my client. Right, right. And also, you I like to because that was old school. When I was a kid, like, we never bought dresses for dances. Like, we always went yep. to the seamstress. And she yeah, made yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. So like, tell me like what goes in your mind frame, you know, you're sitting down with your booklet, you know, your sketchbook and you thinking of what to do. you like, what, like, give me the journey. Like what, what's, what's your inspiration? Yeah. So every, every season is different. Um, if I was home, I would show you or at the studio, I would show you what our inspiration board looks like for right now. Um, but this spring summer collection that we start dropping on the fifth, of, no, the first of February, my birthday is the fifth, um, but we'll drop our first collection on the first for um, for spring summer, um, twenty twenty one. Um, and I'm inspired by um, this collection is inspired by the beach, traveling, and Croatia. It's a crazy little little um, <laughs> little hodgepodge of things, but it's inspired by Croatia traveling and the beach. Um, The fact that I can't travel right now, I love what Croatia looks like, the architecture kind of piece of it. Even since I was in school, um, I always used to think I wanted to also be an architecture architect so I always try to merge in a piece of architecture or history into our collection so you'll see it through um through this new season that we have I mean this new collection that we have I've hand painted and hand drawn um our fabric so the print 
that we are releasing. It's all drawn by myself. Um, it's like a watercolor. So it kind of pulls in the different colors of the ocean. And then we have um, squares on it that are like organic squares, if you will. And they represent the windows that are in the buildings from Croatia. Um, and that's like my process. So I find my inspiration. I make an inspiration board. I pull colors together. I get swatches of fabric. Um, and then I look at my inspo board and I kind of come up with shapes and silhouettes that um, highlight our curves. Um, as I said before, body monokila is designed for women who have curves, right? If you have a large mm -hmm. chest or a wide hips, small waist, um, and naturally, like you don't have to go get surgery for these things, but that's just like who we are. Um, and I got tired of my clothes not fitting well. So when I first got started, I didn't know who my niche was. Like, I'm like, who am I designing for? Like, who's my customer? And I thought everybody was my customer, young, naive, mm -hmm. you know, you know, green to the entrepreneur game, not really knowing, hey, like, you got to know who your niche is, right? Um, and I didn't know that going into year six, I am like, on it. I know who I designed for. I know who that woman is. I know what she wants. You know, um, she's, like you said, curvilicious. She has large breasts. She has wide hips. She has a behind. Um, and she wants to highlight those in a classic, like really refined way. So our customer, and that's what we do. So even like we have a t-shirt coming out next um, next month and the t-shirt has a dart here on the side because it's going to fit you well. It's not a gilded t-shirt. It's a really pretty silk kind of um, cotton and it fits you well. It's flattering. Um, so I really pay attention to silhouettes that are going to highlight. They're not going to be bulky on us. They're not going to look like frocks. Like we're really going to look nice and pretty in them. Um, even for my darts, the way that I add style lines and I dart star pieces I really make sure that it's to highlight what we look like so that's who I am as a designer um, I spend a lot of time sourcing fabrics and kind of coming up with an inspo board to it before we even mm -hmm. launch um, that collection and taking people through the story and what that looks like um, and then we go when we launch it so this week I'm spending a lot of time going into um, we're not going to release anything new this month um, we're going to release something new in February um, so we'll spend the rest of this month getting people excited and getting them teasers and letting them know hey spring is coming are you ready and they're kind of transitional pieces because in February people aren't necessarily um, buying for spring yet but it's still mm -hmm. spring so Wow. So I know, like you said, too, that you want to express our narrative with your designs and mm -hmm. your fashions. When yeah. you like choose out like the swatches and things like that, do you consider like certain skin tones, you know, just to bring out our tones, things like that? Is that part of your inspiration when you're picking out? Yeah, how I you make, make sure that the colors. Yes, I make sure that the color palettes that I create are are. Um, complementary to our skin complexions um, mm -hmm. and so we have like a lavender we have an aqua we have a white of course and we have a um, it's one I'm missing um, white aqua lavender oh I'm missing one oh and I print um, mm -hmm. and um, that's for the first, that's for February, March, and April. And then our June collections, inspiration is the same, but it's a completely different color palette and completely different styles. So we release 12 styles each season, 48 for the year. Um, and come May, then you'll see uh, oranges and reds and yellows because that's our inspo for that collection. Um, so it's kind of a, yeah, I make sure that they look nice on us. 
And I also saw looking through the information that you let customers tell you what they like. So who's your average customer? Like, you know, like, I know you obviously have us in mind and our curvatures, things like that. Mm -hmm. But who would you say is your average customer? Who's your number one target audience? Oh, um, she's a young, hip woman. Um, and when I say young, I mean like 30s. Um, I think that, um, so I'll be 30 in, in February. Um, I turned 30 February 5th and I thought I knew everything in my 20s. Like, I'm like, oh, you know, I'm grown, I'm this, I'm that. And as I'm going into this new age of, hey, I'm about to be in my 30s, I think I've become the woman I always wanted to be. You know what I mean? It's like it's a new, mm-hmm. new redefined, like um, it's a new redefined. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Woman. Like I'm just like, damn. I never. I thought I knew so much then, and in reality, I didn't know anything. And now I know so much. Um, and um, so that's that woman. It's the woman who really knows who she is. Like she's confident. She's um, she's confident. She's very sure of who she is what she wants um what she does not want what she will stand for what she will not stand for um she's hip she's very trendy she's gonna go to brunch she's she's a friend person she has a lot of good girlfriends um she cares about her appearance you know um she's she's aware like she's just aware um and I don't know. I'm excited to 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 dress her right. Um, I call her Naila. Um, when I was a child, my babysitter, um, she used to call me her fly girl. She's like, "You're my fly girl," um, and her name was Naila. And I kind of take that into. Um, so I wrote a letter to Naila, not my babysitter, but my dream customer. And every time I get ready to design something, I get ready to have a conversation. I get ready to do anything. I always talk like talk to Naila, and I'm like, hey. Like today I'm doing X, Y, Z and I'm going to make sure I represent you this way. And I really look at my identifiers about who that woman is to make sure that what I'm doing represents her well so she can see herself in what we have going on. Wow. So if you had to pick a celebrity that inspires you, like who you may see on television or movies and whatnot, and let's say you had an opportunity to style them, is there any, can you name the top five that come mind that you would love to, to put some clothes on, girl, who you would just love to style? Okay, let's see. Um, Monica, because I love mm-hmm. her. Um, so I'll say Monica. Um, I would say Mary J. Blige. Um, I just think she's a, a good woman. Like, she's that, you know, figure. Um who else um, has really nice style? I don't know. I can't. I can't really think of anybody else because my focus is not necessarily dressing the celebrities. It's mm-hmm. more so making the everyday woman feel good. Like that's my r- real focus. Is to like they're my influencers, right? Mm-hmm. They're the women, the women that I reach out to, and I'm like, hey, like. You are the woman that I designed for. You have that silhouette. You're, you know, you're this body type 
this is who I am. This is who I am. Anakila is as a brand. We would love to dress you. Um, those are the people that I really kind of reach out to. I don't necessarily, um, I think Gabrielle Union is pretty dope, but she doesn't have that mm-hmm. body type um, mm-hmm. that that we designed for. Um, but I would love to send her something. Um, mm-hmm. But those would be like the people that I could come to, that come to mind. But another woman would be, you know, a, a really hip, mom right like somebody Mm -hmm. who is dressed in you know her kids dress well she dresses well and she just um she's about her shit right um for lack of a better word um and then you have like a hip woman who is you know newly engaged she's you know she's out she's at brunches she's not skipping a beat she's at the lounge she's you know she's on the scene um so I you have two different kind of tones but Celebrity mm-hmm. is not so much because my focus right. is not them. My focus is on the everyday woman. Mm-hmm. So currently, where would people find your clothes? Are they carried in local stores or like where would they find you? Yeah, good question. So um, so this year, thankfully, we are, um, we're shopping with boutiques. So um, by March, then we'll see our pieces in a couple of stores. Our goal um, is to be in 100 stores by December 31st. Um, very ambitious goal, but we are kind of, we're off to the races. We're sending line sheets out. We're getting people, um, we're getting people excited about the collection that we are. We're selling them our pieces like, hey, this is, you don't have, you don't carry brands like this who are made for this woman. Um, so that's kind of our unique point. So our goal is to be in retailers before the end of the year. Um, but we can be found everywhere at Bayou Monaquila. Okay, okay. And I have a question also, because back in the day, I used to watch a lot of like Project Runway. And mm-hmm. I would always wonder like when they made their collections, like they would make the pieces and it was like one of a kind pieces. So like I said, this is for someone that does not have any knowledge. This is my question because I don't have any knowledge of, you know, <laughs> fashion industry, things like that. So when you make your pieces, is it like a one of a kind piece? Are you like manufacturing several of those outfits? Like, you just, I just want to know, like, how does that work? Yeah, so, um, so I'm really thankful that you asked that question because I'm really proud of this. Um, last year, um, the pandemic had me transition. So to answer your question, we manufacture, right? Um, okay. That's the short, short answer is we manufacture. Um, before the pandemic, we were manufacturing in New York. Due to the pandemic, we had to pivot and I opened up my own factory. So we now have a mm-hmm. full, full fashion house, full production studio here in Atlanta. Um, I have five employees and all we do is make patterns, samples, and we do full production. So we actually have clients um, and we're helping emerging designers bring their visions to life as well. So yes, we manufacture um, something I'm really proud of um, and very passionate about because when I got started, I didn't have anybody to help me um, understand fashion, understand the process. um, And I feel like I got really taken advantage of um, in these big um, kind of industry houses and such. Um, but yeah, build a team here in Atlanta, which is unheard of because you don't have, when you think fashion, you think LA or New York or Milan or something. Um, and it's very dear to me to bring that um, that opportunity to Atlanta and show designers like, hey, you don't have to go elsewhere. You can get your things made here as well. 
So that's one. And then two, um, in the next few um, in the next few weeks, my goal is to open up a showroom. So um, we'll have our clothes at the showroom and then I'll have other designers clothes in the showroom as well. So when we're thinking buyers and people um, for retail, they'll be able to come to our um, to our showroom and shop. If you enjoy listening to the Key Chat podcast, go ahead and subscribe to us on YouTube, Go Queen TV, and listen to the Key Chat podcast every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Central on the radio. Hits 107.3 The Beat. Go Queen. you were talking about and we talk about entrepreneurship a lot on this show and I know you were saying how you used to be in the workforce and because of stress things like that migraines the physical toll you decided to leave and follow your dreams can you take me to the transitioning only because I like for people who are listening and I talk about this so much a lot of people like you said too they don't realize that they can leave their situation and try and follow their dreams. And, you know, and, and I try not to glamorize entrepreneurship. It's hard, you know, because that J-O-B is still security. You know, you know yeah. you're getting paid X amount of dollars or whatever, yeah. you know, which does make it hard to leave. And I try not to glamorize leaving your job, you know, since the security to follow your dream, because it's not easy. There's highs and lows. But can you mm-hmm. take me to just the transition from leaving your workplace to saying, hey, I know I can sew. I know I can make some nice clothing for women. I'm just going to go for it. So just take me to the transition. What was the process from leaving and deciding to start your own business and be an entrepreneur? Yeah, so for me, I'm, I'm a very headstrong person. When I kind of get into my head, like, hey, I'm going to do something, it will take God himself to come down and be like, no, you're not, sit down. <laughs> so for me, um, I knew I couldn't stand my job. I could not stand the lady that I was my manager. Um, and she was, she was the stressor, right? I mean, truth be told, mm-hmm. if I was in that same position working for a different boss, I possibly would still have worked for a few more years. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, I believe God puts you in these different places and kind of moves you around to make you uncomfortable so you can take the leaps that you need to take so you can, you know, reach your destiny. Um, so I left that job and I was like, look, I'm never going back. Everybody was like, why would you leave your job? I can't believe you quit. Oh my God. You know, scared for me, right? Scared for whatever my next was. Um, And you had people who were just like naysayers, like you can't do that. You shouldn't do that. Um, I remember my mom, she was so mad. She was like, I can't believe like it was security for you. You know, you had insurance, you had insurance for Zion, my son. Um, Why would you leave? But for me, it's like, I didn't do that for anybody but myself right mm-hmm. if I was mm-hmm. if my if my happiness was determined by what other people's happiness was for me then I would still have these stressors and these migraines so um and same thing that you said right it's not glamorous being an entrepreneur you have days where you're like oh my god my bills about to be cut off you know for me I have payroll right and mm-hmm. that's what keeps me going like it's not just my family and my son and myself who are dependent on, you know, Ingram Manufacturing and by Imanakila, the brand, but it's also my employees' families. And if they don't get compensated and they don't get paid, then um, 
that weighs heavy on me and it's not an option for them not to be compensated so that's a different stressor so it's not like the it's not like it just goes away and it's like oh well your your stresses change and it's like your problems change and things evolve into what it is now um but I would not change it for the world um I do not take for granted the opportunity and the ability to follow my dreams. Um, and I think that that's one of the things that keeps me going. It's like, I have other women, people who DM me all the time, like, oh my goodness, you're doing it, you're doing it. And I'm like, girl, I'm trying to like, no, you're doing. And I had one lady that told me, I can't believe that you're able to do that. Like, you know, I really wanted to do X, Y, Z when I was, you know, younger and I couldn't, you know, it's an old lady. Um, she's like, I couldn't. She says, so I'm living through you those Uh, motivational conversations those keep me going it's the people who that's who I do it for I I follow my dreams for the single moms the women who don't believe in themselves the women who have not yet to reach that level of hey I'm the shit I can do whatever I want um the women who who may be fearful you know maybe not know how um and one of the things that I'm working on now is telling that story um in a vlog and letting people know like here hey y'all this is the real the raw and the uncut of entrepreneurship it's not glamorous um it's not an easy cake and a you know it's not a it's not going to always be highs and it's not going to always be lows and what my dad always tells me is to never get too high on the highs and never get too low on the lows because another day is going to come right Mm-hmm. Um, and it's making sure that you have strategies in place and you're consistent and you're able to actually um, do what it is that you want to do because you're trying like you're doing. Um, and I like I told you, I don't take for granted the opportunity to follow my dreams. I think that it is um, it's a privilege. It is definitely a privilege because you have people who don't have the support system they need to be able to do what they want to do. Um it's you know upbringing people also maybe not even hip to what entrepreneurship is or what their limits are because they've always been told hey you can't you can't you can't um yeah I love it I mean I absolutely love it and I always tell people in one of my like taglines if you will um is to find the joy in the journey so um as that's kind of like the vlog's name um Mm -hmm. and it's find the joy in the journey, you know, like while you're following these entrepreneurs, these entrepreneurship paths to make sure that you find the joy in that path. Um, and like I said, don't get too high on the highs and don't get too low on the lows because another day will come and you'll have another opportunity to, um, to do it again or to try again um, and to do better the next time. Um, and finding the joy means that the glass is full, not empty, half full, not, em- not half empty, um, and to focus on the good, not the bad. Yes, yes. And I love that you mentioned that you're a single mom, because I know me personally, that was one of the things that really made it hard for me to leave the industry that I was working in, because I kept saying, like, how am I going to take care of my children? I love how you mentioned you made that, that choice for yourself. And yeah. I was just telling someone last night, you know, as mothers, we're nurturers, especially when you're a single mom, you know, you got the way to being a breadwinner, you know, you're the head of your household. But I think as women, we owe it to ourselves to still make certain decisions for ourselves. And I feel like we owe it to our kids, actually, Mm -hmm. you know, that we made a decision for ourselves. And, you know, I just think it's like a it's a fine line when you're a mom, you know, you're a single mom and you're like, you know, I have to give my child everything, but 
I also got to be happy. You know, <laughs> you can't give anything. You can't pour anything into your child or your kids if you're miserable and you're, mm-hmm. and especially when those that job starts taking a physical toll. It's like that doesn't help anyone. So I just love what you said. It's very inspirational. So if you had to, if you had a crystal ball and someone, and you could say where you see Iman Akila's collection, your journey in the next five years, what goals do you have in the next five years or even 10 years? Where do you see your business growing in the next five to 10 years? Yeah, um, I would love to have what I'm going to do because I don't speak of what I want. I speak of what I will have. Um, so in the next, yes, in the next five to 10 years, I will have a fully functional um, warehouse space that is 10,000 square feet. It's my vision. Um, and in that, in that warehouse space, we'll have a photography studio. Um, we will be doing fulfillment for e-commerce brands. We will um, have a, um, we will be doing um, the manufacturing that we're doing now, which is on a larger scale. Um, we will have a good full-time team of um, content creators. We'll be, you know, we'll be the emerging designer house or style house or fashion house. We'll have a showroom here in Atlanta. We'll have one in New York and we'll have one in um, one in LA. And they will not just be for us as by Iman Akila, but they'll be for other emerging designers as well that we are manufacturing for. Um, mm-hmm. And we'll be growing and I'll have, I'll be on New York um, Fashion Week and um, I'll be traveling and I would love to come out with a shoe line next. Oh, nice. That would be great. So with this shoe line, have you ever made any shoes before? Or this is going to be something completely brand new for you. It will be something completely brand new for me. Um, I'm actually getting a prototype um, in the discussions phase of getting a prototype made um, with a shoemaker out of Portugal. Um, And um, I don't want to release that just yet because there are some other things that I want to do before I get to that step. But um, my main goal and my my larger goal is to be seen as... um, a fashion designer, um, a very respected fashion designer, but also a very respected woman who um, who reached a level of success. I'm not going to say the level of success, but a level of success, and then reached back and helped other women who are, women or men who wanted to become fashion designers, um, who opened up their fashion house to help other people um, elevate and to become their best versions of themselves as well. Wow, I love that. So before we wrap things up, one thing that I do want to ask you before we end everything, if you were to just reach out and just say something, because like I said, we've already discussed, hey, sometimes even as mothers, if you have that dream sitting there, like do not let it die, go for it. Let's say someone who's going to listen to this, you know, they have a talent for something and they just don't know where to start or, you know, they're listening to this like, okay, both of them are saying I should leave and I should try and go for my dreams. What would you say to that person who's hesitating, but they know they have something in them, but they're just still very afraid. You know, this is a pandemic. Times are hard. They're like, I'm going to pay my bills, but I'm unhappy. What would you tell that person to inspire them? 
yeah, I would say make a plan, make it plain, pray, and then prepare. Um, and manifest exactly what it is that you want to do. And I have accountability calls every Sunday with other entrepreneurs. Um, and it is kind of my give back. Um, and we have this conversation. And I have to always tell them, um, operate in your manifestation. You can't say that you want something to happen and then you're just waiting for it to happen. It's the same thing as like, hey, God, send me a man. God, I'm looking for a man. But you're sitting at home all day, every day, like, you expect the man to just come down your chimney. <laughs> That's a fairy tale. It does not happen. Um, if you want to um, to run and operate a million dollar business, you have to do the things that you must do to actually have that million dollar business. You have to be consistent. You have to um, you have to have strategies. You have to execute the strategies. You have to actually operate in the manifestation. Um, so that would be my advice. Make it plain, write it down, pray about it, and then prepare. And persevere because things will happen. It will not be all roses and lollipops and ice cream. It gets hard. It is stressful. But be persevering um, and make it happen. You know, um, and when you um, when you have your low days, just remember that another day is going to come in a few more hours. Shake it off um, and then go towards go for it on that next day um so that would be my advice operating your manifestation i love it i'm i'm huge on manifestation and it's it, you have to claim it you have to yeah. see it you know you yeah. have to speak it if not you just it's just wishes and dreams you have to mm -hmm. claim it like this is what i am going to do you have to be in a state of ing i'm going mm -hmm. to do this you know so i love that so before we end everything and i think you're going to have a great answer because your, your whole business is for us. You know, you have us in mind. So I want to ask you the question that I do in every episode with, and that is, how do you define a queen? How do I define a queen? Um, I think queens are confident. They are sure. They are um, kind, gentle, especially to themselves. Um, um I think that's it. Kind, gentle, confident, and sure. Sure of themselves, gentle to themselves, and they know what they want. Um, like I said, going into this new year, I just feel like I've just become a new woman um, mm -hmm. and um, really excited to see who she is and what she becomes. And um, I'm excited to share that woman with you know the masses. Yes, I love it. So thank you so much, Ms. Simone and Keila. Before we end everything, I want you to tell all the viewers and also the listeners, because this will be streaming in the audio version as well. Tell them how they can find you, all your social media handles, where you're located in Atlanta. Give everyone all your information. Yeah, so we can be found absolutely everywhere at by B-Y-E-M-A-N, Akila, A-K-I-L-A-8-L, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> by Iman Akila. That's B-Y-I-M-A-N-A-K-I-L-A-H.com. Um, we are by Iman Akila on Instagram, by Iman Akila on Facebook, by Iman Akila on Twitter, literally every, even Pinterest. Um, we can be found at by Iman Akila. And if you are a fashion designer or an emergent designer and are interested in um, getting your brand created um, or anything manufactured, then you can reach out to Ingram Manufacturer um, and we can be found at Ingram Manufacturer. We would love to help you bring your vision to life or address you.
Oh my God, that's amazing. Thank you so much. I've really enjoyed this conversation and I know you're going to blow up like even further. Like you're blowing up now, but I know you're going to just take this even further. We're going to see your shoes and fashions everywhere. So I'm so excited. I'm happy that I got a chance to talk with you because I know years from now, I'll, I'll see you on television. I'll see a commercial and I'll be like, I talked to her. So <laughs> I just feel it. I know things are going to blow up bigger than you can even imagine just by talking to you. So thank you so much for gracing the cute chat. And everyone that's listening, you heard Missy Monaquila. She has an awesome story and she followed her dream. She had a gift and a talent since she was a child. And imagine if she did not go for those those dreams. So I just hope people that listen, they're inspired. And also go ahead and check her out. She has beautiful fashion. So thank you so much again. And everyone, make sure you go love yourself. Loving yourself is the key to following those dreams. If Missy Ma didn't have that love for herself and realize that her fashions were worth something and had that self-love, she would have still been at that job suffering physically. And so that's why I always tell people, make sure you love yourself because self-love is the fuel to just follow your dreams and just to follow your heart. So thank you so much again, Missy Mon. I really enjoyed talking with you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Q Chat Podcast. This podcast is sponsored by Queen's Arrogance LLC. Our company website is www.goqueen.com.